Okay, we are continuing the first week of Ge- of Gazel, the parameters, the Gidre Isser Gazel. And last week we, and on Monday we talked about um, stealing as a joke or to be mitzayr, stealing less than a shava pruta, or things that people are not makbidan. And tonight we're going to talk about two other or two or three other sugyas in Gazel. And the first one is going to be, if a person wants to steal within a plan of paying back either something of equal value or even of more value, is that allowed? And the second thing is, are you allowed to use someone else's money, steal, in order to save yourself? So the sugya begins on page 33 in the booklet, which is in Parak HaKoynes in Bavakama, Tafsamach Hamad Beis. And the Gemara over there towards the bottom brings a Pasuk. And the Pasuk is a Pasuk in Shmuel. Vayisavet David, David had a desire. Vayoymer miyashkeni mayim ibor beislechem asher b'shoar. Who is going to give me water to drink from the well in Beislechem? And the next pasuk says, "Vayevaku shloisha gibayrim b'machanei plishtim," and it says that they went and they broke through and they draw they drew water from the well and uh, they brought it to David. V'leavu l'shtoisim he didn't want to drink it. So the Gemara over here understands that this was not really a David Amelech desiring water to drink. There's something deeper here. Ein mayim ala It's referring to a shaila in Taira. And the shar, the gates, Rashi tells us, is referring to the Sanhedrin, the Zikne Hashar. So David HaMelech had a halachic shaila in regards to the plishtim here. So the Gemara has three different versions of what the shaila was. The first one, the Gemara shaila is Tamun Be'esh, and that's not Negea to us. The second shaila, about two or three lines down, where the Gemara starts, Rav Huna Amar, Gedishim disa'irim di Yisrael havu, there were piles of barley that belonged to Jews, davu metamru plishtim bahu, and the plishtim were hiding inside of them. So the question was, should we just burn down the sa'irim, and we'll destroy, steal from the Jewish people the barley, but we'll be saving ourselves. They're coming to attack us, the plishtim. Am I allowed to do that? So David HaMelech sent the Shaila to the Sanhedrin. So Shaukhulay, they answered, Not allowed to. If you're in danger, and the only way to save yourself is by stealing, you're not allowed to. But they told him, however, you're anyways a king. A king has special allowances. So if you want to know the main halacha, the main, the ikr halacha is that if you're in danger, the Sanhedrin said, you cannot be matzal yourself with someone else's money. However, you, David HaMelech, are the king and you can do whatever you want. That was one, the second version of what the question was. The Gemara continues and says, They said, no, it was a different question. There were piles, stacks of barley that belonged to the Jews, and there were stacks of adoshim, of beans, that belonged to the plishtim. Now, barley is animal food, 
and is not as good as beans, which is human food. So what was the Shaila? David HaMelech had a Shaila. Am I allowed? His animals were hungry. In those days, the animals was your, was your, that was your car, that was your tank, right? So if you're an army and your animals are hungry, they need fuel. So he needed fuel. So he said, am I allowed to take the barley from the Jews to feed my animals? Now I'm going to attack the plishtim. I'm going to get from the plishtim beans and on my way back I'm going to pay back the Jewish farmers for the barley that I took. I'm going to give them adoshim. So I want to steal almanas to pay back and this situation is to pay back something that's even better. I'm going to replace it with something that's even better. So, last week, uh, last week, last week, uh, first wanted to steal money from Jerusalem, but he wanted to pay back even more because he, you know. Right, like the uh, Kefal case, like right. the Kefal case, correct. So, Shochulay, so they answered, Chavul Yoshiv Rosha Gazela Yishalim. This is a Pasuk in uh, Yechezkel that. Uh, the Gemara Darshan says, Even though you plan to pay back what you stole, Russia, who you call the Russia. So you can't do it. But again, you, David HaMelech, are a king. King can do what he wants. So the Yusayda Shaila over here, two Shailas David HaMelech has, important Yusaydistic um, Shailas in Ilchas Gezel. The first one is, Am I allowed to save myself by stealing someone's money? And number two, am I allowed to take something and replace it, plan on replacing it with something even better? So, so what was, I'm just curious, what, so what was David asking? It's not for everyone else? Well, he wanted to know what the halacha was. I mean, did he know the Melech Pirates gather part? Or he wanted to establish, he wanted to establish the halacha. No, because he wanted to establish the halacha, yeah. So now, Taisvis here says, the Taisvis over there on the right side says, on the right side says, So Taisvis says, what do you mean, what kind of question is this? Taisvis says, the Shiloh was not, are you allowed to? Of course you're allowed to, as we'll see in a moment more clearly from the Rush. Taisvis says, the Gemara Shiloh was, if I save myself using someone's money, am I mechuyiv to pay him back or not? Of course I could do it. Now, if, just to, 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 to elaborate more, turn the page to page 34. And on the top of the page, on page 34, is the rush. And the rush says, um, in the third line, he says, I'm sorry, the second line. There was no Shaila if you're allowed to burn, again, the plishtim were hiding in the stacks. David HaMelech wanted to burn it down. The Rush says, there was no Shaila to save Jewish lives that you for sure could burn down Jewish uh, barley stacks. There's only three things that stand in the way of Bikuach Nefesh. Meaning, three Averis you can't do, three cardinal Averis you can't do, even if your life depends on it. Everything else in the Torah, your life depends on it, you could do it. Any Isser, Shabbos, anything. Right? So for sure you could steal. So what was the Shiloh? The Shiloh was... Like Taisva says, the question is, I'm going to burn it down and I don't want to pay for it. Am I allowed to or am I obligated to pay for it? That you're not allowed to do. 
Save yourself, but you're going to have to pay. Just because it was pikuach nefesh, and you were in danger, or some Jewish life was in danger, doesn't mean that you don't have to pay for what you took. So that is Taisvis and the Rosh telling us that there's absolutely no Shiloh. If it's pikuach nefesh, you're allowed to steal. Just the Gemara is telling us, and David HaMelech Shiloh was, that you're obligated to pay for whatever you stole. Okay, now what about the second Shiloh, says the Rosh? The second Shiloh was... He needed to feed his animals, David HaMelech. So he wants to take the barley from the Jews with the plan of paying back lentils or beans, which is a better product. That's the Lashon HaGemara. The Yira, so the Rosh says, when is it usher to do again? The Gemara says you're not allowed to do that. It was not an immediate trade. He didn't have the beans yet. He was going to attack the plishtim, and he said, when I get there and I get their beans, I'll come and pay you. When he's going to get the adoshim of the plishtim, he'll give it back. Says the If he had it right here in front of him, he had the beans. But his animals don't eat beans. His animals eat barley. So he says, here I'm going to take the barley, feed my animals, and I'm going to right away give you back those adoshim. Mutter lizchais lehen gedishim shal adoshim You could do it. You're doing the guy a favor, says the Rush. The guy here has a field of barley, which is animal food, and you are going to give him something better. So not the pshat that you're allowed to do it. It's a schus for the guy. Here you're giving him back something that um, is better than what he has. Now, if he has to wait for you to come back, that's the Gemara Shaila. And the Gemara says, no, that already is too much. But to make an immediate switch because I need his thing and I'm going to give him back something better immediately, says the Rush, that's not, not a problem. He ends off and he says, that's what the Lashon of the Pasuk. The Gemara says, even though you pay back the Gzela, you're a Rasha. So what's the Lashon? Yishalem. Yishalem means you pay back something. That means it's not an immediate trade. Says the Rosh, You took it and later on you'll pay. But if you take and you trade immediately, says the Rosh, that's not a problem. So we've, the Rosh has qualified both Shilas here. The first Shilas qualified by saying, of course you're allowed to steal to save lives. That's the Dabar Pashat, like Taisvah said. The only question was, do I have to pay or not? And the answer is you do. The second Shaila he qualifies, am I allowed to take something and give back something better that the Gemara says you cannot, is only if you pa- plan on paying later. But an immediate trade right now is 100% mutter. The second Shaila, as a person, is it, if the person doesn't have to, you know, for that. Oh, so good. So let's, so let's look. So we go to the next page. The next page is the Shulchan Aruch, page 35, Sif Beis. You cannot steal, even if you plan on paying back something better, like the Gemara said. Says the Mechaber, there are those who say, and that's our rush, 
It's only usher if you don't have the payment there immediately. If they're here right now, now you have to be maknet to him somehow. How does he make a kinyan? See, it's a zochin ladam shalai b'fanav. In other words, you be maknet him. Someone else makes the kinyan because it's a schus for him. So the mechaber is bringing here the first shita that says the stama de gemara, which is aser, and the second shita is the rush, the yesh mishaymer. If you listen to the Torah anytime share from this week about the rush, you'll know that the mechaber, who is a svardi. He took into account three um, opinions in every halacha. The Rif and the Rambam were Svardim and the Rush. And whoever was the majority, he passed in like. And even though the Rush was an Ashkenazi, that's the whole story of the Rush that I said on the Shir on Tuesday, that the Rush came from Ashkenaz and ended up in Spain in Svarad and made a whole revolution. And he was accepted by the Svardim so much that the Beis Yosef gave him equal footing in the Derech Hapsak, Rif, Rambam, and Rush. So this is the Rush here, the Yeshi Shaimer. Now on the top of page 36, if you look at the Shach, on the top left hand, it says the Shach, V'davka shi'edeya shizchus ulai. It's only if you know it's a zchus for him. Ki goin bedover For example, the guy's a businessman. He sells all types of stuff. If you trade and give him something better, he'll make more money. Because he could sell it for more. But what happens if you walk into his house and you say, you know what? Listen, this is a nice chair that you have here. I'm going to switch it for a couch. Well, couch is worth much more money, but the guy doesn't want a couch. He likes his chair. That's not a schus for him. Even though monetarily it's a schus, but that's not what he wants. So the shach is saying what you're saying, Reb Chaim. You have to know it's a schus. In not every situation is it a schus. For example, let's say you happen to know that the guy, his whole business is animal food. He doesn't have a market to sell lentils. He doesn't sell to people. That's his business. So all of a sudden you come along and say, I'm doing you a favor. I'm trading barley and I'm going to give you adoshim. It's worth more money. To me it's not worth more money because I don't have anyone to sell it to. So it has to be a situation where it's yoidea sheschusuloi. So the shach is qualifying the Rosh's heter, the Rosh's heter who said that if you know it's better and you're doing an immediate trade, it's okay, but you have to know it's a schus. If it's, if it's not a schus, then the whole thing won't work. Now, where's an example of this? So there's a long Fiskat we're not going to go through, but the base, he brings to the base of Ephraim, and the base of Ephraim says a, a simple example. Let's say somebody gives you... Um, some money to hold on to or to, uh, or to deliver it to someone else. So they give you $100 in $20 bills, right? And you punct to need change. So you just say, okay, I'll change the $100 bill for 520s, right? So am I allowed to do that or not? The $20, he, he gave me 20, five $20 bills to go give to somebody else. It's his money, I'm giving it to someone else. I punct need a, a, a change. So I switch it for a $100 bill. There's no real difference to him, right? There's no real difference to him. So I'm taking his money and making an immediate switch. So that's okay, because I'm not doing anything wrong. In that case, he's not gaining, but he's also not losing. The base of Rhyme says, it's almost like Midas Stein. I'm gaining because I need it. He's like, you're allowed to do it. Or other cases he talks about, for example, um, another case the base of Rhyme talks about... Um, 
uh, uh, let's say, a craftsman. Someone gave him um, silver or wood to craft a keli. And at this, at this moment, he needs, um, he needs, he has his own uh, wood or, or silver as well. So he says, why should I go to, you know, to, 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 the, uh, to my storehouse and get it? I'll use his for what I need it for, and I'll just replace it. Again, if there's no real difference to the person, right, if there's no real difference, and it's an immediate, it's immediate tashlumim, so the rush is telling us that's okay to do. Or, for example, this is a common case. You walk into hungers, right? And lo and behold, there's nobody by the cash register. It's like a No one's at the cash register, right? And you're in a rush, right? When you're always in a rush. And there's nobody in the store and nobody at the cash register. So you take your bottle of milk and you see a big sign that says their milk is $2.30 and you put down $2.30 on the counter and you leave. What allowed you to do that, really? What allowed you to make that transaction? If you think about it, we all do it, right? We all do it. Really. What allowed you to make that transaction? You're taking his milk and you're putting down money. Who let you do that? That's this rush. Now, you might say it's Noagu, that this is like the custom already in some places. But, but if you think about it, without the Noagu, what allows me to make a business transaction with somebody, take his milk and give him to the... See, I'm buying it. Buying is when the person sells it to you. Not when you walk in and take it and leave the cash. It's this halacha. It's this halacha. Again, you don't even need, in this case, you don't need it to be better, right? Even if it's his, the guy's happy with it to happen. It's a schus for him. If not, he's going to end up with another bottle of milk that he could have sold, and you're going to end up in Dave's. So they're happy about it. What are you saying? No. Okay. So that's, that's another case of this, of, 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 of taking Amanas the Shalit. It's basically better, right? You know, um... I don't know, but it has to be something that it, it's it's done in the if it's something that's not done usually in the, in the community, he comes into a store and they, it, you know just leaves money on the counter and takes some goods. So the, if it's not no, if it's no, you might even not have to come onto this halacha. Say so even if it's not no, if it's not the minic, right? But why not? It says I could go and I could take my, feed my animal with the barley and give him back adoshim, right? It's okay. According to the rush, if you do it immediately, it's okay. Right? Now you do have to make sure that the money is going to get into the cash register. Right. It has to be if you if you leave it hefker somehow. So then you write zochin laws, and it has to be you have to get it then. But that's really the answer to do that. So that is um, okay. So that's the shulchan aruch on that shaila. Now back to the first shaila of saving yourself and chaveray. Right? If you're allowed to save yourself. Um, to, you have to steal. So that's Halacha Dalit here on page 36. Right? Even if you're in danger of death, like the Gemara said, and the way Taisvis and the Rush explained, of course you could steal. There's nothing that stands in the way of Pikuach Nefesh, but you have to take it with the plan of paying back. You have to take it with the plan of uh, paying back. So that halacha is gepaskin like Taisvis and the rush. Okay, so that now was the first two questions of the night. First two questions, stealing in a situation of pikuach nefesh. The halacha is, of course, you can, but you have to pay back. The second question was, stealing and paying back something better. On that, the Gemara says, you can't. On that, the Rush says, but if you do it immediately, it's okay. But it has to be a schos for the person, 
it has to be a schus for the person, and the Shulchan Aruch brings that rush. Now we come to the third and last Shaila of the night. And the third and last Shaila night is also a common case. Now let's look quickly at the Gemara on page 38. On page 38, the Gemara, Neil Metzias, Chavez, Amad Aleph, and the first wide line there, brings a story. Amemer, Marzutra, and Ravashi. They went to the uh, orchard of Mori Bar Isak. And there was a sharecropper there who worked in it. And he brought for them tamri and rimoni, dates and pomegranates to eat. And he gave it to them. So the Gemara says, Amemer and Ravashi ate, but Marzutra didn't eat. So then Mori Bar Isak, the owner, came along and he saw that his sharecropper had given the Rabbanan fruits to eat. So he says, why did you give them this? You should have given them better fruits. Meaning it sounds like he was happy that they should eat. Just he said to his Aris, why don't you give him even better? So Amemar and Ravashi told Marzutra, till now we understand maybe you didn't eat because you were nervous that the owner is not happy that his worker would share with us. But now you see he is happy. So how come you're not eating now? So he told him, no, because maybe he's just embarrassed. Maybe he really doesn't want to give it to us. But Pasher Abadon are here eating already, right? To share a gravy. He has no choice when he say, no, I don't want you to eat. So therefore he didn't eat. So now, the question is like this. The question is like this. Taisvis comes along and says, why is it that Amemer and Ravashi did eat? What's the reason that they ate? L'chaira, what's happening? The worker's coming, giving some fruits, and they ate. Why is that? So there's two options that are possible to understand why they ate. Either they ate because they were eating from the sharecropper's part in the fruits, meaning to say, this guy works in the field. At the end of the day or at the end of the, sh- end of the season, he's going to take 20% and he's going to give the owner 80%. So he's feeding them from what's going to be his 20%. He has some ownership here, so they're eating from him. That's option number one. Or option number two is that they are relying on the fact that the owner, Mori Barisuk, is probably going to be happy to feed the Rabbanan. They don't know that. But they assume that he'll be happy to feed them. And when he comes later and he says, yeah, I'm happy, it's Megala retroactively that that's what he wanted. Those are the two options. So Tysus comes along and says, no, it has to be the first option. It has to be that they ate from the sharecropper's portion. Now the reason Marzutra didn't eat, because he was a little nervous. He was a little nervous that in a month when they split it up, the sharecropper is not going to tell Maribarisak, by the way, four pomegranates and four dates I already gave away. So he was nervous that the sharecropper at the end might not be so honest. But Amemer Marzuch and, and Ravashi, they said he's giving it from his portion. His portion we're allowed to take. Says Taisus, why can't it be the second option? Taisus says is the concept of Yerushalayimidas. Yerushalayimidas means that if I give up on something without knowing, even though later on I do give up, I have Yish, loy have Yish, and we paskin like Abaye, it's one of the Yalkegams, right? We paskin like Abaye, loy have Yish. So you are not allowed to rely on the fact that later on he's going to agree and retroactively it's a retroactive agreement. 
So Taisvis is saying you cannot rely on that. And that is not what Amemar and Ravashi relied on. They relied on the fact that the sharecropper was giving from his portion. That's Taisvis. Comes along the Rajba on the next page, page 39. And uh, there's, it's, it's actually in the Chidushe Haran. So first, in the first paragraph over there, he brings Taisvis. <coughs> Taisvis at the end, he says... Um, that he gave from the chalik of the of the sharecropper. Avol Even if the sharecropper would not have any portion in the fruits, you would be allowed to eat it. And the reason is, says the Rajba, because we assume that the owner is not going to be makbid. And, therefore, later on when he comes along and he said, yes, why don't you give him the better stuff? That shows us retroactively, it's okay. V'kach no'agu. Says the Rajba, this is the minik. The minik is, and this is a shayla that always comes up in yeshivas and in these types of places. You walk into your friend's dorm room and he has some cookies sitting on the counter. And you assume that if it would be here, he would say you could have some cookies. It's not his last ones. So you take it. You take it and you eat it. And then later on you tell him, by the way, I took two cookies. He says, okay, it's no problem. According to Taisvis, that's Yerushalayim Yedas. You're not allowed to do that. Taisvis says, you're not allowed to rely on the fact that he's going to say later it's okay unless you know. Mashaenki the Rajba saying, no, as long as you know he's not makbid. V'chach no'agu, that's the minig. You don't have this problem. Now, why is it not Yerushalayim Yedas? What does the Rajba do with that question? So if you turn the page, to page 40, <coughs> the Shach addressed this, and this halacha, the Shach addressed this, and he says, up there on the left hand, um, um, he brings here, he says, he start, start from the top, Someone gives his friend something that's not his. Even though he knows the guy is going to want. So that's Taisvis, like we just said. It's Yishalamidas. Says the Shach. And if I wouldn't be nervous, in other words, I would argue on Taisvis, and I would say to take food from somebody and eat it, knowing that he's going to agree when you tell him is mutter. The Yerushalayimidas Shani, Yerushalayimidas is totally different. What's Yerushalayimidas? Yerushalayimidas means that I drop something. I dropped something, and you found it before I knew about it. So we want to say, well, when I know about it, I'm going to give up, and it should be retroactive. We don't say that. You know why we don't say that? Because even when I find out that I lost it, I don't really want to be miyayish. I'd rather have my thing back. I'd rather have it back. The problem is, I don't know where it is. I have no other choice but to give up hope. So since my whole Yish is a forced Yish, you can't say retroactively it allows somebody who picked it up earlier to be considered as if I was already Miyayish. 
I don't want it to happen. So if I don't want it to happen, it only happens when I'm actually miyayish. And he continues two lines later, But here's the opposite. When I take the guy's cookies, I know that he's going to be happy. And I know if he'd be here right now, he would say, okay. So now, retroactively, I took it. It's betero. So the Shach is arguing on Taisvis, and he's saying, telling us what the Raj beholds, that it's not a problem of Yishalai Midas. Yishalaimidas is when I don't want to be Miyayish. I just have no choice because I lost the thing. So if I don't want to be Miyayish, the whole thing is a forced Yish, then we say it only happens when it happens. And you can't say, oh, probably he's going to be Miyayish, so I can take it now. But when it comes to something that the guy actually wants to happen, he will agree that I could eat his cookies. So then I could say to myself, since I know he's going to agree, already now it's Kilu, he agreed. So this is a machleik yeshach and taizvis. And on the bottom they bring down that the ksais hachoshen in numerous places holds like taizvis that it's aser. However, the nesivus in numerous places holds like the shach that it's mutter. So it comes a, a very big machleikus here if you're allowed to taka do such a thing. It ends up being a machleikus Taisvis and the Shach, or Taisvis and the Rajba. Now the Rajba might be a little different because the Rajba says the Kach Noagu. See, once it becomes a Minig, it might be a little different. It might be a little different. But we have a big Machlaikas here if that's Mutter. So this Minig that the Rajba is saying, now, if that's the Minig in Yeshivas, right, and could be that is amongst friends, so then you might come on to a new thing called Vekach Noagu. But if it's your new roommate, that he's a nice guy, but there's no, uh, no Minig going on, that's, um, that is, uh, is Gantzah Shaila. And just to end off the last thing here, that's how the Shulchan Aruch Arav here on page 41 paskins as well. Um, uh, in Sif Dalit he writes, and he just says it some, sometimes the Shulchan Aruch Arav, he, when, he, when he says over Halacha, he says it with a lot of clarity. And he writes like this, Even if you know that when the owner finds out that you took it, he's going to be happy because your mom is best friends with him. So he passes like Taisvis. You can't do it. You can't do it. And he continues, he says, if you go in a paradise of your friend, you can't take without him telling you, even though he's your friend, he'll be so happy. But right where when he knows, you can't, and his last words are, You have to tell people. People don't know. They think you could rely on the fact that he's your good friend is going to give it to you. But in the next, if, hey, he writes, but if the minig is like that, if there's such a minig, a minig could be different. And that's what he says in the next, in Sif, hey, he says, if that's the minig, so then everybody already, l'chatchila, has das to do it. It's not called, he doesn't know, because you go with the minig. So the, the Shulchan Aruch Harav is paskening like, um, like Taisvis, but he's just throwing in, if there's a minig, that's different. And just one last knech here. On page 42, there's another Shulchan Aruch Arav. And the Shulchan Aruch Arav here seems to contradict what he just said. And he writes that let's say you want to go into your friend's house to learn a Sefer. You're not allowed to do that unless you know unless you know he's not Makbid. So one second. On this page, the Shulchan Aruch Arav said, even if you know he's going to be happy for you, 
You're not allowed to do it. It's like Taisvis. And here he says, you're allowed to go into a guy's house and take a safer as long as you know he's not going to care. What's Pshat? So it seems to be a contradiction. So the Minchas Pitim clarifies this and qualifies the halacha. And he says, it depends what you're doing. If you're just borrowing a safer, you're returning the safer. You're not consuming it. It's going to come back. Then the Shulchan Aruch is saying you could rely on the fact that you know he's, he's not going to be makbed. But in the first case, talking about you're going to consume something, you're going to eat it, you're not, it's not there anymore. You're relying on the fact that you could take someone's thing and consume it to eat the Paris. That the Shulchan Aruch says that you can't do relying on the fact that you know he's going to not be makbid like Taisvis. So it's a little bit more of a qualification that even Taisvis who answers you from doing this, but the Shulchan Aruch seems to say that if it's something that you're just borrowing and you're going to end up giving back, that's a shail of shayl shalai midas gazlanu. You're shayl shalai midas, but you're going to give it back, that's okay. You can rely on the fact that you know he's okay with it. But in this Shiloh of Gezela over here, of Yehu Shalai Midas, then, Allah, then the Shulchan Aruch HaRav that you're not allowed to take it. So it seems to be a very big Machlaikas HaPaiskim in this Shiloh if I'm allowed to rely on the fact that I know he's not going to be Makbid. Now this is Nagea. You go, you want to borrow a tool from someone. You want to borrow a bike from someone. So according to Taisvis, literally, it should be a problem. According to the Shach, if you know he's not going to be mocked, but it's not a problem. According to the Shulchan Aruch if you're going to give it back, it would seem that even Taisvis would hold, or at least Shitas Taisvis, that you would be allowed to do it as long as you know the guy's not going to be mocked. So there's a lot of variables in all these three Shilas that we talked about tonight. There's a lot of variables, but, um, but uh, each one has its, has its uh, specific halacha. Bez Hashem, we will continue next week with Shayel Shalemidas and the idea of copyrights. That's next week's Sugya Bez Hashem next Monday.